this is Nancy Yarell, and welcome to Nancy's Psychic View on the High Road to Humanity. And I've got a really fabulous lady here today. Dawn McLaughlin's here, and she's going to talk to us about Reiki. And welcome to the show, Dawn. Oh, thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. I'm excited you're here. Hey, you know, this is High Road to Humanity, and I'm not going to start reading the news, but I do want to mention what's happening in the Red Sea. And I do want to mention that there is conflict, and I will send some love and light out there that this gets resolved because this is a big deal. It's costing the consumer a ton of money because these guys are holding up the ships. I don't know. I mean, I've been listening to, you know, bits and pieces of it, but from what I'm understanding is that it's costing us the consumer because they're holding these ships up and they're having to travel around, I think, Africa in order to get the goods that they have on these vessels. And so, um, and we want to look out for our troops that are over there. You know, it's just a crazy thing. So I'm sending blessings, love and light out to that situation right now that it may be resolved um, peacefully. So having said that, we're going to learn how to connect to universal healing energy on a personal level today. This is a guide, you guys. It's really cool. I checked it out. I'll just kind of, I won't read the whole thing that she's got here, but this is neat. If you want to learn how to do healing, if you want to learn how to do Reiki, this is a really good manual. I will say that. Um, I was telling you before the show, Dawn, I've done hands-on healing. I've taken classes you know, we all have the ability, but um, this lady, you know, she is, um, she says, whether you're a student or a seasoned healer, she offers activities that will help you strengthen your connection to Reiki energy, and it will develop greater self-awareness. You'll have, your intuition will be enhanced. You will have more inner harmony, and I, I am a total believer in all of this. I bring in the light every day. Dawn, I guess my biggest question for you is tell us your story. How did you get into Reiki? How did it start? Um, it's been a journey. It okay. really has. So when I first was exposed to Reiki, it was actually in a yoga class. So I took my first yoga class after my youngest left for college, you know, okay. doing the whole empty nest thing, um, feeling a lot of stress from my corporate day job. And I needed to get back in touch with my body. And one of the yoga teachers actually used Reiki at the end of the session. And I was like, ooh, what's this? Because I immediately felt a deep sense of relaxation. I felt some of that stress leaving. Um, so it wasn't soon after that, I actually found my first Reiki teacher. I went to her for Reiki healing. She also did reflexology and I was hooked. I felt such a <laughs> sense of peace. And I had... Um, belly drama at the time. I have celiac disease. It's a okay. genetic condition where yeah. I can't process wheat. Right. And I was dealing with a lot of pain from that. And although Reiki doesn't cure that disease, it did give me a lot of um lot of um techniques to use for myself that okay. help reduce the symptoms. So it was part of my own healing journey. And once I was exposed to it, I decided I need to learn more. So I started becoming a student of Reiki. I got attuned to Reiki, one, two, three, and then master and teacher levels. And it's been a wonderful journey. Helped me not only with my own healing, but with personal growth and development too. Yeah, I really like, um, I like Reiki because I believe in bringing in the energy. I think everybody does it a little differently. And you said before the show, we were having a little conversation and there's different ways, but as long as you're connecting to that light, to that energy, to that healing light, 
And, you know, I, I just want to say this. I don't care what you call it, whether you call it Reiki or bringing in the light or running energy or whatever it is. I think we should teach our children this. I completely agree. I wish I had these tools when my boys were young. Because I, I, I had these tools when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know? that's true, too. Um, just that connection, the connection to light, like you're saying, Reiki is divine light, divine consciousness coming down and being channeled. So mm -hmm. whether you, whether you um, connect through Reiki or in any other type of modality that taps into that loving light, that divine love, you can really see meaningful changes. But yes, children, between learning how to connect to light learning how to connect to breath mm -hmm. learning how to take that pause right is so important i think so too i want to back up a little bit um sure. the book itself is divided into sections uh part is theory and part is her teaching you how to do reiki this is really comprehensive i have to say mm -hmm. i was very impressed with this and then there there's uh like a 40 day thing and i thought this was interesting talk about this why 40 days I thought so 40 this was, days. Yeah. Well, I'm a math major. <laughs> oh, okay. College, so I have a love of numbers. Okay. And I like to find the significance of numbers. So 40 days has significance both in the Eastern traditions and the Western traditions, on the Eastern traditions and the Buddhic and Vedic traditions. Right. Many of their chanting practices and personal practices go for that 40 day period. I did not now, know that. I yeah, had no I, idea. I had a wonderful chanting teacher. I did Sanskrit chanting as part of my yoga practices okay. for years and years. Um, and they have chants for just about everything. Yeah. So it's And it's very, the vibration of it's very soothing too. So between the 40 days with the Eastern practices in the West, you can see it in Christianity, Lent lasts 40 days. Um, in a... Uh, other traditions, even the fairy tradition. I know the, I saw that in your book. I was like, what? Tell about this. Yeah. So there's there's a famous poem called The Ballad of Thomas Reiner, in which the main character is actually kidnapped by fairies. And this main character actually spends 40 days in the fairy realm before returning to the mortal realm. So, oh, and the most important one, because this book was written during the pandemic and inspired during the pandemic, quarantine, the word quarantine, Quarantine periods are traditionally only 40 days. Not exactly our experience here in America, but right. quarantine is traditionally 40 days. So it's yeah. a great period of time to really set aside, go deep, and really do the work. Yeah, I really thought that was, there's a lot of cool stuff in this book. Um, I wrote down, I want to understand the Reiki principles because I, I'm not trained in Reiki. I was trained differently, mm -hmm. but um I like how you say, although Reiki is not a religion, it does provide ethical guidance of how to live. And that's mm -hmm. big. That's really big. And you and you talk about some of those principles. Um, and I wrote it down uh, just for today. Do not anger. And just mm. for today, do not worry. I mean, those are really cool. Do you want to talk a little bit about the Reiki principles? Sure. Um, the Reiki principles are just some guiding actions that we can all live by. Right. For example, like you're saying, do not anger. Now, I do mention in the book, when we get into the 40-day cycle, we break these down and go in deep to them so that we can form a personal connection. For example, how does anger show up in your life? Because there is a time where healthy anger inspires change. However, when that anger becomes more of a combustion, that fire, that, you know, rage, you know, just for today, can we release it? Can we let it go? 
Mm -hmm. So it is powerful to be able to take that step back and say, just for today, I will honor whatever it is. And there's an ability there to write your own principles. Mm -hmm. So although I do give the traditional ones in the book, they don't resonate with everybody. So for example, one of the traditional ones is just for today, I will honor my father and mother. Well, you know, that's all well and good, but some of us didn't have, well, not for me personally, I had a wonderful relationship with my parents, but other people don't, and that might turn them off. So for example, that might be just for today, I will respect all beings just for today. So you can write your own and really get a chance to customize for what your unique challenges are. Right. I've learned that um, my mom was a narcissist, but my dad was wonderful, (laughs) but I've learned over time that I love them for who they were. They're yeah. both gone now, but I love them for who they were and what they taught me and what they left me with. So there you go. I, you got to do what everybody's going to do what's right for them in this. Situation. Everyone does. Yeah, exactly. And when you realize that your parents were just human beings doing the best right. they can with exactly. the skill set that they were given, it yeah. does, it does give you a different perspective on the challenges that they face. Well, yeah, because they didn't know all this stuff like we do right now. We're no. learning. I mean, I'm older, um, but I'm still learning every single day. I learned, yeah. the audience learns, um, you know, and I think a lot of us, you know, there's so many people waking up at different times and we're all trying to figure all this stuff out. And every guest, just like yourself, who comes on the show, teaches us something that we need to know something that, and it's really important. I believe that God, well, actually I know for sure. He brings special people like you Don, onto my show. And it's always done in a certain order for when mm-hmm. the audience needs it. It's really interesting. So thank it's you. It's a concept of divine timing. It really is. It really, it is. really is. <laughs> and, and you, we might think we want something. We might think we're ready. We're ready to go. And then a roadblock comes up. Maybe yep. it wasn't the right time. Don't give mm-hmm. up. Just wait for that roadblock to clear. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I could attest to that. So thank you for saying that. You know, I want to talk about the aura. And every time I think about the aura, I think about um, when, um, oh my gosh, what's the great psychic? Um, help me out here. Um, I can't think. There are so many. Oh, you know, the one that you, the sleeping psychic, what's his name? Oh, you took Edgar, Edgar Casey. Edgar Casey. Edgar Casey. Oh, All right. So I think mm-hmm. about Edgar Casey, and I, at one point, you know, got into Edgar Casey, and he did a book on the aura. Have you ever seen it? Oh yes, yes. Oh I my have gosh, large, so- I have a large collection of books. Okay, I, love I have it too. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna okay. So talk about the aura because you know when I read this, I remember reading in his book that. He, he was young and came out of the elevator and looked at this guy. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And his aura was completely black. Yes. And he died the next day. Mm-hmm. And the reason I bring this up is you say when an aura is healthy, it radiates strong, vibrant energy. And when there's illness or disease, the auric field shrinks. And, you know, and there can be holes in our auric field too from trauma. And I just want to say, you know, I was thinking about this this morning, um, getting ready for the show and looking at your book. And I'm thinking, you know, this really goes to the point of we are energetic souls. We are. Mm -hmm. And everybody forgets it. And this really, you know, when you say if you're sick, you can see it in the aura. See, my feeling is not to get into a whole thing, Don, but I just feel like someday we'll be able to walk into a machine and it'll read our aura 
or we'll be able to see auras more and we'll be able to fix whatever's wrong with this by fixing that energetic field. Does that make Wouldn't sense? Wouldn't it be lovely? Wouldn't yes. it be lovely to just be able to take that that snapshot? Because our yes. aura field changes. It changes daily. Right. You know, sometimes you get up, you're full of energy, you're full, you feel alive, you're ready to tackle the world. That day, I bet your aura field is glowing out, you know, way outside your body. And then there are other days, you know, we might have been sick or under the weather, didn't get a good night's sleep. You know, we might feel like we're more pulled into ourselves. Our aura is a lot closer. So our aura changes. And just because we might have some issues today, tomorrow we wake up refreshed, renewed, and we're ready to go. That's interesting. I've never heard anybody say that. Now, so if we do have a health issue, of course, it's always energetic. And that's why I go back to the aura and seeing mm -hmm. any kind of, you know, and I just, as a practitioner, I mean, do you, can you read auras? Do you look? I, I can feel auras. That's so we were, we were chit-chatting right before. And before yeah. I was even attuned to Reiki, I was in a class and ran my hands along another student, just uh, hovering above, feeling what I'm feeling. My teacher's at the other end, you know, trying to get me to hurry up because I was taking my time. And when I reached her belly, I felt like this, like I hit a wall. Just flooding. It was just so strong, so dense, and it didn't feel right. So I rubbed my hands over that, that massage the air above it, and then I continued on. I felt it. I felt it dissipate right under my hands. Mm -hmm. And that was probably the most powerful experience that I had to date at that point, working with the energy body, because I wasn't, it wasn't Reiki energy. I was just feeling the other person's auric field. And I could tell there was a problem afterwards. The woman came up to me and said, I knew exactly where your hands were. And when you reached my belly, I could feel the pain that I'd been experiencing start to start to shift, start to move. To move the energy, you're moving the energy. Moving the energy, exactly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. afterwards, you know, her energy field felt great. It felt revitalized. And we can all do this to each other. I just want we everyone can. to know this, you know, we, we can, can all do this. I took a class uh, several years back online. There were people from all over the world, really similar to what you're talking about. But the cool mm -hmm. thing is what I learned. We did this online. We each mm -hmm. split up into... In, they were able to feel what I had and I was able to feel what they had and they were right on the money and I was right on the money. And what it taught me was that we could do this remotely. We can do this remotely. We can do this based on our intention, yes. with our intention and our focus. If you're, mm -hmm. if your intention is to help another person by connecting with their energy field to see how you can help them, Divine inspiration, divine light will come through to be able to assist you. Reiki is just one of the healing modalities that right. can do this. We right. are all naturally able to. To do it. Yeah. And you guys, you know, just so the audience knows, and we've talked about this, my, my audience is pretty well educated, but, um, you know, she's just bringing in the light like I do. And like from God, from source, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. I say God, and we're just conduits. We're just running the light through our bodies and we're running it out our hands. And, you know, you talk about the chakras in the book, but it's mm -hmm. something that nobody talks about. So I want to talk about it with you. Sure. We have these chakras in our palms, dude, because when I heal, and this is why I'm bringing it up. It's so I can feel it coming out. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about the chakras, we don't even talk about it. Yep. 
Fortunately, in my book, I do. It's a minor chakra. We have chakras in the soles, well, right here in our palms of our hands. We also have chakras on the soles of our feet. Yes. So as you're doing energy work, it's nice to also awaken those so that we can maintain grounding right. as we channel this high vibrational divine light in. Right. Well, and you also talk about the eighth chakra. Um, I'm mm -hmm. going to jump to that where I've never seen anybody talk about this, although I do it, but I just thought I was an odd one. <laughs> but you talk about the star chakra. The and one above. The one above. And mm -hmm. do you want to tell the audience about that? Well, it's, it's, so we have the crown chakra, which is a connection to divine consciousness, but we have the, the chakra even above that, that's even closer to the divine. So it's really a connection, really a strong connection with source. Mm -hmm. And through that, you know, we can not only awaken all the chakras once you get that high, <laughs> but it, it taps into and, and it supercharges everything from your intuition to your psychic senses mm -hmm. and really deepen your connection with that source energy and your creator, whatever you happen to call that creator, God. Right. <laughs> Well, and I say, God, and you know what I do? Of course, I always put myself out there. So you can, I, I know it's there. I, it's like a halo. I think mm -hmm. it's a halo. I call it a halo. And so I just take that light. When I bring in the light, then I take that light and I, I protect myself with that. And then that's how I go about my day. I bring that light from that halo in. And yep. yeah. I bring it down to that chakra. From that chakra, I bring it down to the crown and then I bring it bring around it and I, I fortify my aura with it. You're right. It does have a strong yeah. divine protection element. Yeah. To it. Cool. I'm glad we're talking. Now, the other one I want to talk about, nobody talks about this, is you were mentioning grounding, which is so important mm -hmm. because, again, we're back to the same thing. We are energetic beings. Why do we need to ground? Because we're floating up, because we're energetic. And so why do we ground? To stay stable, to stay here on this planet but you say six or 12 inches below our feet we can connect to the wisdom of mother earth and i do it but i want to hear how you do it sure um and this is something i desperately needed because Absolutely. i spent so much time with my upper chakras nothing better to me than to go into a meditative state and connect with the divine but I, that led to me feeling very unbalanced during the day. I know you were woo -woo. <laughs> exactly woo woo, um, and so doing things like walking and and that helped. But really connecting to that Earth Star Chakra below our feet is for me key. Mm -hmm. And I do it as I pull in light. I go send it through my body, my auric field, all the way down past my feet, and I sort of anchor it into that earth star chakra about six to eight inches below my feet. Mm -hmm. And that really helps with deep grounding, a deep sense of stability, a deep sense of safety, feeling that mother earth connection. It's also a great way to connect with the ancestors. Okay. Who, yeah. That's how I do that as well. Okay. All right. We do the same. I, um, I, I ground down until I hit the light and then the light comes up. <laughs> yep I just take it right down to that chakra if I'm connecting to mother earth all the way yeah. I'll usually grow roots from my tailbone yes. if I'm sitting or roots yes. from my feet if I'm standing if I need yes. a little bit more and I'll go further all yes. the way to the core and then suck up that good energy there you go okay that's mm -hmm. what I, thought. I love this because you know what I want the audience to hear I'm not the only one that does this <laughs> <laughs> and I've taught the audience to ground and to bring up the light and to bring down the light because mm -hmm. this is my mission in life is to connect 
teach people to connect, not just to the divine, but to their guardian angel. And it's just so important. And I love that you're here today and you're talking about this. What I really like is how you talk about turning Reiki on and off. Because oh, we have different methods of doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us a couple. You say Reiki. Okay. So this is what I wrote down. Reiki yep. energy flows from the divine source into the Reiki practitioner and out through the hands. And it's like flipping the switch. And, you know, this is really important because I'm so, what's the word? Just quick. I'll like, oh, here, I'll give you some energy, but I don't turn it off. <laughs> Well, the good thing is it will stop eventually. I know. <laughs> However, it's it's nice to have that just for your own sense to have that. Okay, the session is over. Right. To go from you know doing our energy work to the rest of our day, even though there's a lot of bleeding back and forth that goes on. You know, things morph into each other. But for me to be able to have that nice either visual, so I'll imagine in my head either an on-off switch. Right. Or a radio dial, turning it on and off. Mm -hmm. Or even just simply set the intention. Okay, thank the divine light and now off. Yeah. Of course, you're probably, now you work on people all the time, don't you? I, I work on people in person, sure. And I work on them remotely. Okay. Um, so yes, all yeah. the time. And so that's why these kind of practices such as grounding, energy clearing is so important. Right, exactly. I'm just so happy you came to talk about this. So the other part that I wanted to talk about is self-healing because a lot of us empaths out there always wanted to help everybody else, but we forget to heal ourselves. And, you know, and I don't think, I don't know why we don't do it as much as we should. Like a lot of times I'll, I'll do it quick or I'll, you know, I'm not even taking the time. We talk about this a little bit because we do have the ability to heal ourselves and it's not weird. No, it, it's not weird at all. In fact, you don't have to, um, you don't have to be attuned. Like I mentioned, you don't have to be attuned to Reiki to do these kind of practices. Right. Just taking as little as five minutes a day. In my ideal world, I like to do it for 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, put it in with my meditation practice. Just simply sitting down, getting comfortable or lying in bed, even okay. closing your eyes, bringing your awareness inside, doing a scan to see what's going on. So looking for areas of tension, of tightness in your physical body, but also notice what's going on in your mind, your mental body, are your thoughts fast and racy or perhaps a little slow? Um, notice what's going on in your heart center. How are you feeling in the moment? Mm -hmm. Check in with your energy levels. And then after you do the, all those scans, intuitively place your hands in a loving way in the places that you need it and send that loving light there. How long and do you hold before you, before you I'm done until I feel it's done? Okay. So let's say I was having a, let's say I had a traumatic experience with somebody um, at a grocery store. Let's right. say I go there, something happened. Which can know. happen these days. I just it want to everyone's, everyone's, everyone's a little short tempered. Yeah. So say something happened. I go home and I'm feeling out of sorts. Take that 10 minutes to yourself. Go into a nice, quiet place, place your hands, send yourself love, send yourself light. And then perhaps if you had an altercation, send some loving light to the other person too. I always try and do that. Well, yeah, because it kind of breaks up the negative energy. Exactly. And when you realize that everybody is going through their own thing, when you realize 
everybody is just another person like you with hopes and fears and dreams. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to forgive and a lot easier to send them that love. Well, doing no this what work, yeah, doing this work, you become that way. And I just want to say, and I don't want to interrupt your train of thought there, but bringing in the light and connecting just to the divine makes you more compassionate towards other people. Absolutely. But what all of us empaths also need to do is to turn that around and be more compassionate with ourselves. True. To turn that around and spend that time in self-care and self-acceptance and self-love and understand that we're all doing the best we can. Even us. No, you're absolutely right. I catch myself like um, going overboard with people and even my pets. I'm the worst with my pets. And let's talk about that because you do talk about the pets in your book. Yes. And we can heal our pets. Do you want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> Sure. I have, right now I have two doggies. Um, my own Italian Greyhound that we, she's a seven-year-old little Spitfire. Okay. Um, she mm -hmm. just needs help with Reiki calming down. So for her, she's a little anxious creature, likes to jump around. So um, yeah, Reiki calms her down. And she lets me know when she has enough. She gets up and leaves. My other dog is in adoption. Okay. She, um, my husband's parents passed away recently uh, within the last two years. And we adopted their little ancient Bichon. She's about 16 years old. She is deaf. She's going blind, so she has a lot of health problems, and she lost her people. So I sit with her every day, and I give her some Reiki, and she'll sit there for, ooh, as long as I do it, she'll as stay. It, yeah. Yeah, whereas <clears throat> my Italian Greyhound will let me know when she's had enough. <laughs> well, and I think, it, yeah, and even when I do, like, I'll do the singing bowls, the cats will come. Mm-hmm. You know, anything yeah. like that. Um, animals are really attuned to the energy because they see our energy field before they even see us. That's how they know. They sure do. And they sense things. And that's how I think they know before they know we're sick before we do. Right. They know when we come in that we've had a, if we've had a bad day or if we've had a good day. And yes, my dogs like to sit when I'm playing my singing bowls. And they also like to sit with me when I'm meditating. Yeah. which adds an interesting element to the meditation sometimes. Well, it does. <laughs> and it just shows that the animals are so in tune to the energy, you know, mm -hmm. the energy of us. Um, so I want to ask you, how has your family, you know, handled this? Does everybody want Reiki? Um, you know, are you constantly, you know, doing that kind of stuff? Or are they excited? I'm sure they're excited about your new book. Oh, they're excited about my new book. Um, I'm my mom and my aunt Sue are both reading. They are not attuned to Reiki. They're both making their way through the book and doing oh. the exercises. Oh, nice. Um, even though they're not attuned because you can still use these practices, whether or not you're attuned to Reiki. Although I highly recommend it if you're interested. Mm -hmm. um, my husband's a huge fan. He's been on with me this entire journey from my very first Reiki session that I went to. Um, so he's on board. He loves getting Reiki. Cool. The dogs love getting Reiki. Haven't done it on my boys. They haven't asked for it, but they're young men in their late 20s. Okay. So they're not there, yeah, but they they're still there. going, going. <laughs> um, and yeah, my mom though, she recently, she's had a, some um, pain in her body recently, went to the doctors and they gave, showed her a pain treatment pyramid. <clears throat> she was so impressed because in that pain treatment pyramid, along with um, medications and things that you would expect, Reiki was listed. 
So she came home and said, even my doctor says Reiki is good for me. Like, yeah, and sometimes I've been people, saying that for years. Yeah, and sometimes people need to hear that. I want to go back to one thing that I wanted to talk about that I didn't mention. And these are the Reiki symbols. And mm -hmm. I don't know so much, and I know you talk a lot about it. So she covers it quite in-depthly in the book. But you say there's three Reiki symbols that were received, and you re they were received by Dr. Is it Usu? Usui. 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 Okay. And um, I just wonder, Mike, I wrote down, what are the, what is the purpose of them? Why, why the symbols? What, what <laughs> they really do is my question. So the Reiki symbols were kept secret. So okay. this is, um, this is a part of the Reiki teachings that were um, not written down. So when you're talking the Reiki symbols, there are some discrepancies between teachers about what the symbols actually look like. Okay. Uh, because for years they were kept very secret. Um, in fact, I had a little bit of a, I had to go through in my mind whether or not I would actually put them in the book. Yeah, um, I wondered that. That that went through my mind too. I went, yep, mm. um, But I decided, made a judgment call, looked in my heart, talked to my guides. Yeah. And I felt comfortable that the people that would buy this book, would be drawn to buy this book, would benefit from knowing them. Yes. They were interested in their own healing journey. And as a result, I wasn't um, doing anything untoward by putting them in the book. Right. So the story of Dr. Yusui is that um, he was a Japanese monk and doctor. He went on a religious pilgrimage to a mountain outside of Kyoto. And over a period of time where he was in fasting and meditation in a cave, a beam of light hit him or hit him right in the forehead. And he had a vision of these symbols and how to use them for his own healing and for the healing of others. And then he spent the rest of his life teaching others the healing modality that is now known as Reiki throughout all of Japan. And his students eventually shared it with others outside of Japan and it became, you know, now it's a worldwide, known worldwide as a very good healing modality, very powerful. Right. But the symbols, the symbols are how Reiki master teachers attune others by using these symbols. Reiki practitioners get exposed to the symbols at level two and level three, you get a few more symbols and they're optional whether or not you want to use them in your healing practices. It can amplify. They do. They have. So they amplify. They amplify and help direct the healing energy, but they're not required to use in a healing session. As we were talking about, just using the chakras in the palms of your hands, oh. beaming that light is powerful. But if you wanted to draw the symbols with your hands okay. and you're attuned to Reiki, that can add more oomph to the healing session. I love it. Well, I just it's thought it was really interesting that you put this in. I've never seen this where somebody put this in the book before. And so it was really... And they're in here, you guys. And I just have to say, if you want to learn how to heal, if you want to learn this stuff, this is a really good book. I will say that because she goes through the very beginning up into you actually go through the master. I go through the master level because yeah. we're all on our journey. I and know. just because you might not be ready to take that step, it's a progression. Right. So you're starting wherever you are. But that is ultimately where you can move to. Okay. All right. So what do you want? First of all, how can people get in contact with you if they want to do a Reiki session with you? Sure. Um, well, 
very exciting stuff. If you're in Rhode Island with me, I just signed a lease to get a physical location. Oh, congratulations. Yes, thank you. I did that this week. So there will be in more in-person sessions, okay. which I have not been offering um, since I moved to Rhode Island a few years ago. So I'm very excited about that. And my website is intuitive hearts, intuitive with a dash and then hearts.com. Okay. And if somebody would like a session, you can do it online, Zoom. I can do it online through Zoom and I have a scheduler all set up there. Oh, so you just go it. to the website and you can schedule. And there's also a contact me form if you prefer to just reach out that way to set something up. Absolutely. Okay. And what would you like to leave us with today? Anything oh, in particular? Yes. Well, you mentioned before about um, all mm -hmm. the, the difficulties going on on our planet right now. So I would just like to ask everybody, um, whether you're a Reiki practitioner or not, to just send some healing light to those areas in the world that need it, as well as to Mother Earth, because there's a lot of um, a lot of trauma going on right now, and we all have to do our part to help in any way that we can. And Reiki or sending healing energy is a lovely way we can do that. Right. Send out love and light, you guys. All Absolutely. right. Well, I sure appreciate you coming on. You guys, just so you know, I'm preparing. I'm going to be in LA next month. I'll be there on February the 10th. I'll be at Conscious Life Expo. It's the 22nd year. So it's at LAX. I'm going to be teaching spiritual law and angel communication. So you guys come and join me. Everybody's going to get their wings. Then in March, I'm going to be in Florida. Come and see me there. I'll be in uh, Deerfield Boca. It's going to be March 16th and 17th. It's their 35th year at the New Life Expo. And I'm going to be speaking about angel connections, the angels connecting to God and all of that. And I just want to, I'm so excited. Um, you guys, I just signed a contract for my new book. And it's, yes, it's a big deal. And it's, again, angel communication, spiritual law coming from an angel's connection to God. So that's going to be out. It'll take a year, but hey, it's coming out. It's getting there. So that's exciting news. Dawn McLaughlin, thanks for coming. I sure appreciate it. Everybody pick up her book. If you're watching me on YouTube, this is what it looks like. I hope everybody has a fabulous week. Send some love and light, like we both said, and God bless.